the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Please like the podcast and subscribe to this channel. Thank you. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. Please join us for the very first Indie Pods United Convention. This online event is for both new and veteran podcasters, where we will listen and learn from each other. The online Indie Pods United Convention begins on the 29th November through until the 3rd of December 2020, featuring amazing shows and information to learn more about the great world of podcasting. For more information and to register for this unmissable event, please visit the website now, IndiePodsUnited.com. Indie Pods United Convention. Together we listen. Sponsored by Pinecast, Reset Business Consulting, the SJ Network, Rocabella, Cami, and Kelly. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is an American author, Genesis Amaris Kemp. Hi, Genesis. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? I'm doing well in yourself. I'm very well. Thank you very much. So, Genesis, where do you live? I reside in Houston, Texas, so the U.S. Okay, and what's it like there? Very humid, hot. It is a melting pot. You see people from all cultures and backgrounds, which is one aspect that I love. It's very big um, living where I am. You definitely have to have a car because if not, you may be stuck, especially when you live out in the burbs. (laughs) So that's suburbs. And it's just really cool. Uh, Houston has been my home for 29 years, but I am definitely first-generation American. So whenever I want to get away, I just go down to the Caribbean where my family's from. Okay, so did you grow up there then? No, I grew up in the state. Has there been a particular life experience that you believe dramatically changed you as a person? Yes, working in corporate America Man, until the recent elections and a little bit before that, I never really experienced racism until now, like the past two years. Like there's so much social unrest, there's so much political turmoil. There's people who can't get along with others due to the way they look and the color of their skin. And I'm like, at the end of the day, we all bleed red. So I'm not sure why we are so divided. Yes, well, racism is still an ongoing problem all over the world. So you describe yourself as a visionary. So what does that involve? A visionary is a person that can see beyond the current situation, a person that is not willing to let certain life circumstances stop you or stunt your growth. 
a visionary can see the broader picture and spectrum, meaning we are going to go further than where we currently are. We're not going to let our past determine where we can go. We're also not going to be stagnant. So when I see myself as a visionary, I see myself as a person that's carrying the torch, not just for myself, but those who look like me, as well as those who may be coming behind and besides me. It's definitely a movement. And in order to be a visionary, you have to write the vision and make it plain. So I understand you're also a self-development advocate. So how do you encourage people to improve themselves? So I developed my three R's, which are refuel, refocus, and realign. I think that has a lot to do with self-development because so many times we go through life and we may get burnt out. So you have to take time out of your busy schedule to refuel yourself, you know, rejuvenate yourself because so many times we spend so much time pouring into others and, you know, doing what other people expect us to do, especially if we're working for an organization. Refocus on where you want to go and what your mission statement is. We all have our mission statement and it's not going to look alike and you have to embrace your uniqueness. Realignment is a form of recalibrating yourself, realigning and readjusting to not just the current climate that you are in, but to yourself, meaning what can you do to better yourself to take you from point A to point B to point C? Because you have to understand that life is a journey. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So you constantly have to work on becoming a better version of yourself daily and not letting people place limitations on you. Because when you let people control you, that's taking the power away from you and what you can do. Well, Genesis, you've written a book. So who or what inspired you to become an author? So I definitely, uh, whenever I was writing my book and before I got to the book, I met a girl by the name of Tyra, who's also an author as well. I met her at a church group. It's called The League, where there's various groups of women from all over the Houston area that get together. And she really inspired me because I like the fact that she controlled her, her own time. She wasn't dealing with the hustle and bustle of the nine to five. And I didn't know I had a book at that time, but I knew there was something about her that sparked an interest in me because there is a point in time where I want to do my own thing. Another thing that led me to writing the book is just hearing so many people complain about how African-Americans and minorities are treated in the workforce, but they never stand up together. They just want to talk about it behind closed doors. But if we come together and really take it to upper management and demand for change, then we can definitely accomplish that. But if it, if you're expecting one person to go and carry the torch, but you don't want to share your experiences, can you really validate one person's experiences over a plethora of experience? I don't think so. So I was like, okay, you know what? It enough is enough. I'm done being quiet. And this book isn't just for me, but it's also to help motivate, inspire, and encourage other people to tell your story too, because your story is what is going to set other people free. Your story is going to help someone, you know, jump over that hurdle. Your story is so powerful because it's a part of you and what you have endured. So we can't allow fear, false evidence appearing real, grip us to the point where it's crippling us. So what is your book called and what is it about? 
So my book is called Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace. Even though my title may be controversial, whenever you look at the cover of my book, you can see all ethnicities on the cover of my book. You also see everyone from different career fields, whether you're in construction, you're in the medical field, finance, business, or whatever. This book applies to you. And then I have a world in the background letting people know that these systemic issues don't just happen in America, but they happen worldwide. But it's so imperative that we address these issues and we call out those unconscious biases. And the book will walk you through my journey of how I was slighted working for a particular Fortune 500 company. I've been at the company for seven years. I started there as an administrative assistant. So at the bottom of the totem pole, I kept hearing that I wasn't good enough. I changed my entire degree to accommodate the company in hopes of getting ahead. Once I got my degree, I had to jump through hoops to get into the professional role. Once I finally got into the professional role, they were still paying me as an admin. But it wasn't until recently when I stood up and spoke out during the whole Black Lives Matter movement, whenever the vice president had called some of us who look like me in a room I kid you not, it was less than 30 people, and he asked me what I thought. I shared my my insight, and literally a week later, I got a 20% increase to my salary. So for the past three years of being in my current role, which is a professional role, I was underpaid by 20%. If that's not a slap in the face, I don't know what is. And... I was like, okay, you de- you definitely have to be bold because had I not been bold, they probably would have never adjusted my salary. I would have probably still been categorized as an admin knowing that I'm doing the work of a professional. This book is going to take you through how to really take your skills and champion them, meaning you have to be an advocate for yourself. You have to take ownership of your career because no one is going to come to you and say, hey, I have this great role. You have to be the forefront. You have to be the leader of your own success. And I'm definitely, you know, promoting inclusion and diversity because it it takes all of us coming together in order to win and in order to truly walk out that teamwork. And I like to tell people teamwork is dream work. You know, there's no I in winning. It takes a group of people to win together collectively. So we definitely have to put aside our differences and work on building wealth, building success, And you can see that whenever you partner your skills with someone else's. Because so many times, everyone is in competition with one another instead of complimenting one another, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. So Genesis, what other interests do you have? So I would love to take my book a little bit further. And when I say further, I want to take this book and use it as a platform to go into the school systems to mold mold the younger people and show them what inclusion and diversity looks like. Also educate the teachers because I feel like you, we should get our our children at a very young age because behaviors are learned and taught. So if you change the narrative and you get them outside of their comfort zone, you can only imagine how far they're going to progress as an adult. I also want to take this into corporate workforces, showing them what does inclusion and diversity truly look like. It's not just a mere exercise to check a box to say, okay, I have so many Hispanics, I have so many Latinos, I have so many Asians, I have so many 
Blacks or African-Americans. Yeah, sure, you're showing your shareholders that you are inclusive and diverse, but if you are not promoting those individuals, if you are not developing their careers, are you really inclusive and diverse or are you just doing it to look good on paper and look good in front of your shareholders? Because inclusion and diversity is more than just having certain representation at your company. So Genesis, how can people contact you? I can be reached on Facebook at Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P. I have a author book page, which is the name of my book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. And then you can also reach me via email at GenesisAmarisKemp at gmail.com. Well, Genesis, that has been very interesting and enlightening. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. If you are interested in being a guest on the In Conversation podcast series, please visit the website, author, Nigel Beckles podcast.com. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Another In Conversation podcast coming soon.